What's up, brah? Hey, how's it going? Hey, are you all ready to record? And on yeah, the... I was ready like 15 minutes ago. Oh, well, great, you motherfucker. Then you shouldn't have been late and then back. I said give me eight minutes, and then you took 30, or took 20. Oh, I forgot how many minutes you said. I said eight, and then oh. that was about, let me check how long ago that was. Okay, yeah, that was 17 minutes ago where I said give me eight minutes. Alright, well, that sounds exactly right. Well, here's what Kevin sounds like now. Kevin? Hello. Hi, Kevin. Hey, you don't What's sound up? like it's horrible buzzing. That's good. Matt, fix me up. Okay. So, what's up? You guys want to talk about a movie? We're going to talk about you first. That seems appropriate. Hey, let's talk about that Kevin or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. I think he's a piece of shit. What do you think, Logan? When would you recommend him? Uh, he's all right. He had a cool bow and arrow. Oh, you think... We were talking about, I mean, yeah, we were, we were exactly talking about, yeah, that guy. Now let's talk about Dylan since he's not here. Fuck you guys. You too, bud. How did he hear us? (laughs) (laughs) What we were saying about him? Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, that was just a really rude entry. It's going to make my own podcast. All right, do it now. Let's get the pilot on our podcast. So we right. I want to make Spit a podcast, off, yes. too. Let's make a podcast together. Yeah, or whatever. Kevin, shut up. Dylan's doing his podcast. Go, it's Dylan, Dylan, go. Podcast. We talk about the latest issues and sitting in beds. I'm sitting in one right now. I'm on the couch, bro. I can't help you out. Oh, shit. I thought you had my back, Kev. So you guys switch places. Yep. Are you in well, my no, I was room? never on a couch. Well, good night, you guys. Uh, it's night. really See sad. You. Good night. Hey, let's talk about that, Kevin. Or whatever. Or whatever. Whatever. Now, yeah, guys, the clicking this... is getting worse. I think that's you, bro. <laughs> no, I know it is. I'm real sick, so if like, tell me if I sound... I'm going to try oh, to need my mic as much as you possible. Got, you got it too, Dylan? You're sick too? I don't know, because like, I just have like a shitty head cold. Like Your thing was like over in a day or two. All right, am I impervious to the bug that you guys got? Or am How did I, that like, happen? A you slept in his bed. Yeah. yeah, and I did lots of stuff to you guys when you were asleep. <laughs> right. That's probably why we're sick then. That's what not. I'm worried about now. Like, I'm a carrier of something that's... Maybe it's a, 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 a psychic disease. You're fucking Typhoid Mary over here. Yeah. I am, I am starting to feel sick. I spent a long time staring at you trying to make you sick with my mind. I didn't okay, think it would really happen. I mean, usually when people see Matt, they get kind of sick, but it's something new. Hey! But- Welcome to Hey, Let's Talk About That Movie, or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Hey! Let's talk about a movie. This week's movie, what? Okay. Great. Hey, let's talk about this movie or whatever. This week's movie was we need to talk about Kevin starring Tilda Swinton. John C. Riley as himself, and a creepy little kid, and then a creepy little kid who was uh, also creepy, and then a creepy baby, and then a cute little girl. 
All right, now I'll do the better one. Good, good shot. Take two. We Need to Talk About Kevin is a 2011 film by Lynn Ramsey based on a 2003 novel by Lionel Shriver. Da, da, da. It's a cautionary tale about the dangers of teaching a child a skill. A bad idea, and don't do it. Like Unrest said about teenage suicide. Don't don't do it. And yes, we can. Sorry, I was listening to my Unrest final earlier. Listening to your Obama pep up chance. I don't know what you said, but yeah, I'll agree with you. All right. So this movie was depressing as fuck. Thank you, guys. You started sounding worse. Is that your sickness, or are you just sad because this movie was depressing as fuck? I don't know. My, I can't tell if my nose is running out of sadness or pain. Um, this film stars Tilda Swinton as Eva Ketchadurian and John Famous C. Adventure. Riley. What? Famous adventurer. <laughs> yes. And John C. Riley as... Old Frankie. Guy who wears like like blue collar outfits when he goes to work but also takes pictures somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you can wear whatever you want when you're a photographer. That's true. That's what the kid that's what the Kevin said. He said, Oh, it takes some good pics, Dad. Oh. I tried to not listen to that kid because I felt like <laughs> whatever he was saying was trying to manipulate me. All right, we'll we'll talk about that later. So you and Kevin, um, who's the Kevin in your relationship with you and Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, definitely. I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, also, Ezra Miller. Shut up. Ezra Miller as the titular Kevin. All right. I think I covered all the. Oh, wait. I didn't say uh, the actor's sexual orientations. Is that okay, Logan? Do we need to uh, label everyone like you enjoy? Oh, the actors? I don't think so. I think that's their own damn business. Just the characters is the ones that you want to explain? Only if relevant for plot. You want to call them names? I'll call them. Okay, I'll call them names. He's a, Kevin is a sociopath. Uh-huh. I know you, you loved giving that to What about being afraid of games? What was that? What just happened? That's, that's your bit. Remember, it's a classic, uh, what's this podcast called? That's a classic, we talk about that movie or whatever bit. Oh, yeah, you've been gone for a while, though. Logan, every time we talk about two ladies having sex, he has to, like, point out that they're lesbians. And I'm like, what? No, what movie did you guys watch? You're like, oh, you forgot to mention that they're lesbians. Like, a couple of straight ladies can't get it on. Come on. Yeah. It's a free country. No, no, no. Logan made the rules of heterosexuality and homosexuality. We must abide by them. Is that true? Logan, I didn't know. Sorry. It's all just—it's all just like a, a spectrum. It's all just like flow. <laughs> yeah, it's a vast sea of pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> Did they like how? Okay, I thought that the kid—they were doing a switcheroo because that when the kid when he was like eight years old, he was definitely an Asian kid. Actually, I thought uh, both of them could be like uh, like Hafu or uh, you know something. So you think that was um, part of the movie? Where, like it was an Asian kid at first, and then like. They, he got switched out like sometime. The like, parents were so bad they didn't notice. Oh yeah, a little that quick, a little that kid switchery, and that's why he's so evil. Kid switchery, that's a good DJ name. So it's like you think it's like really yeah. a like an older guy like pretending to be a kid. All right, let's. Like in that other. No, movie. I wish that were true. The the truth of this film was much sadder. Hmm. Speaking of Ezra Miller, um, and vast seas of pleasure, uh, he's queer. He, we, 
Who cares? Not okay with that. You're not okay with somebody being gay? If it's gay, I'm not okay. If mm. it's queer, I'll let it mellow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he says that he likes doing sex with all the people. I'm like, fair enough, dude. So he's a pansexual. Nope. His uh, his label that he assigned to himself is queer. So Let's that's not worry about labels, you guys. It's cool. You get so, to decide what people call you. You can just make up a new thing if you want. It's fun. So this movie starts in media res. I said that correctly, Shut right? up. I fucking okay. hate you. You're a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get too far into it, let's see if we recommend the movie or not. Dylan? No. I mean, sure, but good God. Okay. Uh, I mean, Logan? it's a great movie, but it's the saddest shit I've ever seen. It's a good movie, but like, it's pretty slow. It also skips around time frames a lot, so it can get kind of confusing. It gets so sad to the point that um, I didn't think. Well, it was... you can always you can always tell it's not confusing. You can, if she's wearing red, it's like after all that shit happened. <laughs> we got to talk about primary colors for this movie, you guys. But anyway, Logan, what do you think of this movie? Say it again. Yeah. Like yeah, it's a good movie. Like skip the time frame. Like it keeps on skipping from past to present to different periods in time. So you but, wouldn't recommend it? No, I would recommend it. It's good. It's okay. just like this. To whom? To, to what scenario? I mean, if you to like you. stories, well, you're I like sick. stories. Fuck stories. <laughs> All right, Kevin, what do you think about fuck stories? <laughs> I think that's the best movie I ever saw. Kevin, oh, wait, what you are think you talking of about this movie? Yeah. Well, well. Wait, do you mean fuck stories one or fuck stories two? Um, I can't say that word out loud where I am right now, but yeah, <laughs> those things—they're both very yeah. good. They're both great. Wait, is that true? We should have tried to not curse in, in this episode. Oh, it's fine. You can't. Oh you wait, can. you're I, the first one that said it, Dylan. No, I can do it casual, but I can't. You know, I can't throw that down. But you can't do it academically. That ain't me. That ain't me, Matt. What did you think of the movie? Um. If you're interested in watching the movie, like I would definitely not tell you not to watch it. But I I don't know that I would actually recommend the movie to anybody just because um I don't know, it's it's kind of a tough <laughs> it's kind of a tough watch. Like not because of anything uh, gruesome. That makes it tougher though. I love the, that that style choice. You don't see any gore until the very end. And they, even then you kind of Even then not that much. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's, that was more terrifying. Seeing the, oh just, my god, seeing the girl with the eye patch, like holy shit! Hey, you know, the whole movie. shut up, dude. Sorry, okay. You haven't hit to that part yet. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's just really slowly paced, which you know is actually like that works really well for this movie. But um, just that pace combined with the like uncomfortable, sort of almost torturous atmosphere is makes it hard to watch. Well, it's a hard one, movie that has one might no call it scares. a stone cold bummer. Yeah, it has no jump scares. The horror is like the existential horror of the entire film and the impending sense of dread. Watch this movie with a parent or guardian and stare at them the whole time. <laughs> During all the parts, you know the parts. I mean, all right. So we all said what we recommended or not, and I don't remember what any of them was, and it doesn't matter. I don't you know, think Kevin about... did. He said that he watched it. I think. <laughs> The guy said that, hey, I talked about this movie. Wikipedia are going to kill us. we got to get our stats straight. I don't know if I'd recommend it. I I thought it was a very good movie, but I think it had potential to be triggering. It's so heavy. Yeah, it's... 
I'm not going to say it's like a must watch, uh, but it is definitely a very good movie. It's a good movie. Good movie. Good movie, you guys. All right. I think we can compare this movie to oh, every time I'm movie. You're really cracking out a lot. I'm starting to think maybe that is your voice failing. It could it could be my well, it could be my mic. Let me um do a little fiddle here. Is that improving anything? Yeah, but it might just yep. be coincidence. Maybe okay, I just made a grudge ghost noise with my throat. Did you guys hear that? That was kinda cool. No. Alright, let me turn this fan on. <laughs> Kevin? Are there two Kevins now? We need to talk about these two Kevins. Kevins are multiplying. Alright, oh now that we talk about the movie, um, I'll reintroduce it. This movie is an interesting tale of a charming young man named Kevin who enjoys archery, exposing his midriff, and jerking off in front of his mom. And it's also and what about else? postpartum depression and how it's all Tilda Swinton's fault. And she, she did it, and she made him that way. It's her fault. Hey, guys. What? Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. This was a feminist movie. I'm, I'm muting my mic now. Bye, guys. All right, now back that up. <laughs> back what up? Is that when he said he's muting his mic in case somebody asked him to back up his assertion? <laughs> Probably. I believe it was. Anyways, um, yeah, it's a good movie, though. Um, it's kind of like going in, I, um, it seemed like it might just be like the typical kind of boilerplate something's wrong with the kid movie, but it was better than that. Yep, it was. Actually, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for like a bad seed, like an omen style, you'll probably be disappointed by this movie. Probably. The Good Son. The Good Son? Oh my god. <laughs> That's I, I don't know which is worse, actually. I have to say. But yeah, there's no real jump scares. It's really just the existential... Like, you kind of share Tilda Swinton's depression. It, it conveys it very well. Oh yeah. I thought that the first, like, 15 minutes, it felt like a montage almost. It just kept... It kept going back and forth without really establishing the story. Oh yeah, like... Yeah. Like, I kind of got mad after, not mad, but I was kind of irritated in a while. I was like, damn it, I want to know what the thing is that happened. Like, they kept not showing you. But yeah. that's that actually, like, works. It's fucking very effective. They never really, really show you. But it's like, at a certain point, you know what happened. And, like, I think that well, was really effective. That like, like that, that must be, that must be kind of, what what I would imagine her mindset to be every day, you know, following yeah. this, like, like you know what happened, but it's it's still like I don't know. It feels like did did that happen? Was that even a real thing? Like what? Like I'm sitting at a Christmas party. I'm I'm shopping at a store. <laughs> like there's this weird thing looming over you that you. That, that's what it's like to have depression. You're almost in like a waking nightmare. You know, you're just like, am I? Is this is this real life? Mm. is this just uh, fantasy there you go thanks for taking that um so i guess the twist if there is a twist because you pretty much quickly figure out that he did some sort of school shooting of some kind what's the twist the twist is what happens to john c Riley and the daughter oh. you just it, it kind of sets it up like oh well obviously john c Riley divorced her and set that up and then had custody of the daughter because actually it did it well. set that up it 100 set that up well, how did it set that up? Because I don't think that they actually, you know, actually talked about that until almost the end of the movie. It's true, but they did, though. And so, so like, it, it, the way this movie plays with time, like, I don't know, it's safe to assume. like Yeah, like, halfway through the movie, like, there's a point in time where he's, like, asking her to come back. 
and right. There's a, there's a lot of talk yeah, about that. Or she's also, asking him to come back. Yeah. No, no. She was. He was asking her to come back. Somebody oh. is rubbing and, something on something. There was a point where he was asking her to come back and not to leave again. And then there was the, another thing thing with her uh, wanting to say, "I want to talk it over with just you and me without the kids." A voice message that she was leaving. Oh. Yeah, I those are I two had separate a... things. Two, but like it's the way they play with the time, you don't really know exactly when they take place. I had a question about that because they show that scene twice with that like voiceover, that message at exactly the same moment of her, her voice saying, "You know, I want to talk to you, to you without the kids there." Was she listening to that message? Or... I think so. Kind of weird. Well, I think she was listening to it before she sent it. I don't know. It's weird. Or I don't know. I mean, it could be. I was just trying to figure that out. Like, it didn't seem like... I don't know. Anyways. Kevin, you watched this movie twice. What do you think? I think I already said what I think. What are you talking about? About that specifically. Do you know what I'm oh, talking about? about whether or not she was listening to a message? Yeah, was I she didn't. on the phone in that scene? In the first one? She was what? at her desk. Yeah, she's at her desk, and they played the exact same message. My impression is that she was just thinking about it at that time. And the voice was all in her head? Yeah, she was remembering that conversation like she's remembering the rest of the movie. What if it was all in her head? Could have been. I actually had that worry um, early on that it was going to end up being a, a split personality thing. But um, a drink? Well, no, you you think it's gonna go? Oh, it's our house. It's gonna be Holy shit, Dylan! What happened? You're a robot. <laughs> I'm the robot. You're a, a robot, robot whose like speaker got punched a bunch of times. Oh my god! Yeah, I hate it when I people's don't... mics aren't working. <laughs> it's the worst. I, I hate it when people say that their mics aren't working and then they start glitching out when they say that. Wow, you guys yeah. really did switch places. God, I become Kevin. Talking about me, you guys. All right, is there a movie called We Need to Talk About Dylan? It will be in one year. Is it just, am I just having really bad signals that's happening? Yeah, that might be it. Okay. Um, You guys keep talking. It got better. It just got a little better. Okay, now I'm sitting up in my bed instead of lying down. Wow, my God, I am Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, you sound a lot better now. (laughs) All right. Oh, I'm going to cough. Hold on. All right. So um, right away when I saw all of the Kevins, like everybody who played Kevin, um, I assumed that they were a murderer. Uh, So I think either either those actors are pretty good or they are actually murderers. Why would you think they're murderers just because they glare at everyone like they want to kill them? They look like murderers, man. Actually, the first time you see them, they're... Actually, the kid was the toddler was glaring. That's like all he was doing. But um, the and older Seth, one, when she he, read a book about killing people in the Bible with arrows, he liked that a lot. That's true. That the teenage Kevin, though, he was like seemed sort of happy the first time you see him. But he also looked like a murderer. So right. the, to conclude, um, this movie avoids schmaltz. At most every quarter, you assume the worst out of it because it's a horror film, and it doesn't really go for that. The only um, qualms I have are, are well, first of all, it's depressing as shit. Uh, um, I think maybe the art house 
aesthetic sometimes doesn't work in its favor as much. Like it was a little, a little over the top to me. Like sometimes. when? Like, oh yeah, you're playing ironic happy music. Okay, great. Like you know, like our oh, it's uh, there's like a little too much Asmir sometimes. I don't know. How would you compare like the Asmir in this with uh, the Duke of uh, Burgundy? I didn't notice it in this. It was mostly towards like the middle and beginning. Actually, I don't recall the music ever bugging me or even standing out, except for when she searches his room and they play In My Room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and another question I have. Okay, so so the Columbine moms, do they live in their same town and get like punched in the face constantly? Like, is that do you take it out on the mom? Is that a thing that happens in these things? I know. That's another thing that I was I was being like, man, I hope they don't make it be be her. Uh, because they were talking about what you did. Like, multiple people said that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it just a thing where they discover, like, she was a shitty parent? Like, That's I don't understand. Well, it also might have been the full fact that, like, the kid bought a bunch of locks to lock people to school and then didn't raise any red flags. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they okay. think that she, like, helped him. I just don't remember Maybe. that being a yeah. thing with, You like, gotta be supportive of your kids, whatever it is. It's true. <laughs> I feel like it's a small enough community like that uh, she's just a convenient person to blame and she's always there. Why does she still live there? Is it just is it just uh, so she can visit her kid in jail? I don't know. Probably that and moving is expensive. Oh yeah, that's true. Logan, have you looked into moving prices lately? Uh, not really recently. I probably should. Mm. All right. So if we haven't said, this movie is about a lady uh, who seems sad and it jumps around in time a lot and then you see her with her family and there's John C. Riley is there and he's got curly hair and he's he's funny, but he's just like a normal guy. And um, Are you disappointed that you saw more of Tilda Swinton's body than John C. Riley's? <laughs> no, do you think that was really her... I am sure it was her. She she does things like that. Like she would commit to that. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm aware of that, but I I couldn't tell in the actual shots if it was body doubles. It would just be feel weird for her. I don't know. It would feel weird. Okay, let's put in your body double till this one. I know you're a very serious actor. Yeah. Here's a lady that's going to be the nude you. So did you guys buy John C. Riley in this, or was he completely distracting? I tried oh. so hard to have it not distract me. Just because he's so funny and he's silly. So, yes. And he kind of is playing a funny, silly guy. Like, almost, I think what I was trying to get earlier was um, sometimes this movie got so crazily sad, like depressing and scary, that it almost got funny. So, like, was yeah. that intentional? Like, that was intentional, right? It almost gets, it's, like... It's, like, the, the only levity in this movie that I found was how evil the kids looked. Right, well, and, and the whole Michigan J. Frog of like, he's totally fine in front of, you know, in front of the dad and he's a great guy. Oh, holy shit. There's a scene that actually made me laugh out loud of that when um the hamster's missing or gerbil, I guess. Guinea pig. Anyways, and then she's like running the garbage disposal and she's like, oh, oh, and then like realizes like, oh, Kevin must have done this and looks out the window and he's playing, um, tetherball with his dad <laughs> and he's like so happy and smiley and then he stops and looks at the window <laughs> that's what i mean, I mean there are moments there about two thirds of the way through smiling. it just gets a little like a little silly if it wasn't so you know yeah depressing <laughs> uh-huh. oh okay can you can you run that by me again because i think i was starting to not pay as much attention at that part so he obviously put the 
or he poisoned the gerbil and put it down the disposal? Is that what happened? Well, I don't know that he necessarily poisoned it, but the implication was that he put it in the garbage disposal. Well, he made a big deal. They made a big deal out of like locking the poison cabinet and stuff. Like, is that is that how she lost her eye? I kind of get confused with that part because they kind of do the gerbil death in the yeah. eye, losing the eye kind of at the same time. Yeah, well, they didn't explain what happened, but it obviously it was shot out with an arrow. The it has to be right? her eye. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's much worse. Yeah, I don't know why it seems like, as far as we know, they never asked her what happened. And uh, that's actually another great scene, another great horror scene where it's like, you know, the whole movie, it's like Chekhov's eye patch. Like, how did this fucked up kid, you know, get this other kid's eye? Which... But all, all you see is, you know, you never see the socket. It almost, it you think it's going to. All you see are like the six swabs, the yellow swabs. And then you see her in the eye patch. And like, you think this is going to be the reveal and it's not. And I love this movie a lot for... Which, playing with those expectations, at least. Which I think actually that was probably because um, um, the the book that the movie is based on, it was told through letters that uh, Ava Tilda Swinton's character was writing to her husband. That you know, it after a certain point, it becomes apparent that he is dead, but she's right. writing letters to him, and it seems like it didn't say exactly what happened with the Drano but that something happened and they weren't quite sure if it was because she left it out or, you know, Kevin did something with it. And I guess maybe they didn't want to explain that any more than the book did. So they made it very vague. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it, she, but it seems getting, weird in yeah. the movie, like you yeah. know, when they are actually trying to figure out what happened that they wouldn't ask anyone. <laughs> Okay, what was up with the... I mean, obviously, it was supposed to be like, oh, I just ate her eyeball. Like, what was he eating? What, what disgusting thing was he eating? I don't know. I don't know what Was it a clam? Was. It was like an onion. It was like a fried onion. It was like what a fruit. Was that? It was some kind of fruit. I don't know what kind. Like a... Like a, like a paella? I don't know. Do you really have any weird. idea what that was? I read it. I read it earlier, but I don't remember. It is a fruit. Some bitch. So this movie is very... Oh, is it a lime bega? That's yeah, not a fruit. Yeah. I just made that up. Um, so this movie is a lot. Um, I, I looked a little bit into the book as well, Matt. At least the Wikipedia synopsis. But um, it seems like the book is a lot more explicit with Tilda Swinton's backstory. Here, it's kind of just like, oh, she's having fun at that tomato festival. You know, like she's free and she's covered in blood. You know, and and I guess like she is some sort of like former adventurer who settles down when she gets pregnant. And kind of resents that kid a little bit, and there's a kind of like, oh, is that why he's, you know? She she settles down when John C. Riley sweeps her off her feet. In his Led Zeppelin shirt, I mean, who yeah. wouldn't be swept by that? What happened? What? What are you talking about, Matt? I was away <laughs> for a second. I said she settled down when John C. Riley swept her off her feet. Yeah, I've never been distracted by anything that John C. Riley ever did. It was just so it was almost, like that could have worked in a comedy. That could have worked in you know a skit, like his acting. Well, was this film a comedy? Yes, of course. Look, John C. Riley's a really good actor. Like, I he, love him so much. Yeah, he's great in everything. Like um, it was just so weird. Well, that's settled. We know. settled that uh, forever, okay. and we never need to bring that up again. So I'm she wrote so on she, this one. Thank you. Uh, Thank somebody you go on Wikipedia and uh, add that John C. Riley is amazing and cite this episode of the podcast as your source. It's a good idea. 
Yep. Um, That's a great idea to get promotion for this podcast. We got to start updating Wikipedia articles. Um, I started to explain in case people listening did not watch the movie. Um, But then I forgot where I was, so I gave up on that. Uh, um, Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, her um, with the baby. That she's like right away, like mad at that baby. Like when she first has Kevin. It wouldn't stop crying. Well, she uh, first first thing after giving birth, like they show her they show her reflection in the like shit above her while she's giving birth. And the people are saying like, stop resisting. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was great. And then it shows John C. Riley sitting by her bed holding him. And she just looks so mad, which I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how I'd feel if a baby came out of me but um <laughs> but then she yeah she's like always angry at the kid screaming and she at one point is pushing him around in the stroller and he keeps screaming and she goes and stands by a dude running a jackhammer yes yeah that's and up. you skipped the detail she it wasn't a stroller it was a 19th century baby carriage did right. anyone else notice yeah, that yeah yeah you're right okay and but she's a uh, hipster yeah, yeah. Well, she kind of is, right? So she's like a world traveler. Apparently, she's an author who just published a book that's famous enough to have a huge display in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, she has she apparently refers to herself as Mommer. Yeah, that was driving me nuts. That would drive me crazy. No wonder that was it would be weird. Nuts. Yeah, that's why the kid ended up that way. Mommer is very sorry. Well, who's the bad guy? Is she the bad guy for birthing him and being mad about it? Or is John C. Riley the bad guy for instilling a love of archery and never actually talking to him about any of his issues? Well, that's the question that she's living with. Or is, is the kid is the this bad guy? All my fault? Being yeah. The bad guy? Yeah. Is she the like, kid, did, I, born did, I, did I always hate this kid because he's an evil piece of shit? Or did I make him this way because I hated him? Yeah, it really seemed like every at one point every decision they made, whether it was uh, a good or bad one, seemed to result in a bad uh, result as far as his upbringing. Yeah, I I did have a question though. Um, Matt's got questions. Somebody, thank you. I couldn't mute my mic. My finger was slipping. (laughs) Um, Do you guys think that um, all, all the times that we see him? Uh, you know, when when Kevin's growing up as a little kid and how like evil he how just fucking awful he seems to her. Do you think that that is like literally that's exactly how it was? Or do you think that the, that was like a subjective like her memory? Like that's how she remembers it. I think it's impossible to tell and I think it doesn't matter. Good answer. Really? Anybody else want to answer before Dylan puts a nail in that question's (laughs) coffin? Nope. All right. Well, that question's dead. Let the record show. Good good job, (laughs) Dylan. You did it. dropped out for a second. Thank you. No, it's a... What was the question? It doesn't matter, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Matt was asking uh, if this movie was a dream, and I think the answer is no. No, I was asking if uh, we saw like actually the the scenes of him as a little kid being horrible as they happened, or if that was like her memory of them. Oh, I think everything pre 
event is her recollection. Which I, I think I'm, this movie doesn't really play around with that very much. I mean, you know, I don't. I think they interpret it that way for sure. But I just don't think it impacts like the film that you know very much. If they were just uh, her memory of like you know where they go around with this monster, or if it's just you know telling the well, first like, part of the story. Well, I mean, this it, whole movie really could be like a pregnancy dream. Okay, Matt. You know, like it's <laughs> okay. a nightmare. No, right, you know, right. uh, pregnant ladies ha- have horrible, vivid dreams about uh, what their kids are gonna be like and do. That's an evolutionary, uh, evolutionary uh, trait. To what end? What's the reason? Exactly. Ending of the herd. Okay. What was the little girl's name? Celia, I think. Yeah. Celia? Celia. Celia. All right. So let's talk about what really matters in this film. Let's talk about uh, John C. Riley and that little kid playing Nintendo 64. I've got some problems with that. Yeah, what game were they playing? That didn't sound like real sounds. Nope. Here's the thing. It sounded like old timey Atari video game sounds because that's like, you know, that's <clears throat> that's code for video games. And they were playing with the D pad and the buttons. You don't you never like what game did you play on the N sixty four with the D pad? You always use the analog stick. That's what screwed the kid up. Yeah. What kind of fucking game is this dad play the like, you play with the D pad? What is this? Nineteen ninety four? Hey, I especially got you this new system that has a little joystick, but you can never use it. I was pretty sure there are games that use the D-pad, I would think. I just, I, listen, I was a little fat kid, played a lot of video games. I don't remember using that D-pad very much. Maybe in a fighting game, maybe. All right, I got another question. Although it would be funny if, if they were playing Wii Sports Resort, the archery game, over and over again, just to really hammer it home. Okay, what's your question, Matt? You ever play that game that had the biathlon? No, that wasn't t- that wasn't my question. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, have you ever played uh, Christmas Kidnapping? Anybody ever done that? Nope. That I looks, might now. That looked fun. Yeah. Yeah. That should be a new Christmas tradition. Christmas Kidnapping. Tie somebody up with tinsel and then leave. Sounds like a sex game. It Ugh. might be. It depends on who I'm playing it with. Speaking of sex games, how fucking creepy was their date? That was the weirdest. That was the weirdest part of the movie, possibly. Wait, what well, one? also that came right after she saw, or she thinks she saw him staring at a poster of her, like yes, for her in the street for the signing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I thought, you know, maybe she just realized, like, oh, maybe he's like this because he loves me and wants to be closer to me and she was just trying to like reach out to him like make a, a gesture can we talk about how all the men in this movie are like kind of jerks are they like real like in real life yeah john c Riley never talks to his kids no i don't know uh no it's like he okay anytime you see them having sex he's always the dominant one and he's always perceiving things uh he doesn't really talk about the kid very much he doesn't really you know he's just there to throw the ball around with them well, he's necessarily the dominant one. That one time he was receiving oral. That's sex. what I mean. It's always he's being perceiving. That's what I meant. Or he's. It seems like it's for him. Uh well, the other time he was just banging her in the missionary style. Right. So how's that dominant? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure think of the other guys. Uh, the guy who hits on her at the office. Um, the Mormons count. I say they're that- jerks. 
No, I'm oh, yeah. I'm afraid I, I saw those guys show up. Like, she sees the guys coming up. Uh, this was after, you know, her, her uh, after Kevin did what he did. Um, she sees those guys coming up in suits outside. And my first thought was, are those like federal Mormons? They're federales. She's been doing some crimes across the border. And it turned out that was their, like, we have a few questions for you. That was that was worthy of Hitchcock, the tension in that scene. You know what she notices, though? That was pretty good. Yeah. Well, another fucked up scene where Hitchcock... that... <laughs> Never mind. I'll say another fucked up scene where a guy's a jerk is, like, when that kid comes up with a wheelchair that was shot with the arrow, and then he's like, how are you doing? Like, I, I was wondering how you were. It's like, I might yeah. be walking again soon. He was being such a dick, just rubbing his disability in her face, right? Yeah, what a jerk. Handicapped asshole. No. Again, it's weird that, that was, it was weird that everyone hated her so much. I don't see that happening to the Columbine moms. That was the only person I think we saw being nice to her. Like everyone else, yeah. was just, like, he like, was not being nice to her. He was no, he was being nicer. Like he I was, think he was. No, yeah. he was being shitty to her. No, no, he wasn't. No, like he was. I think he was legitimately concerned with their well being. Like, like he chased after her and asked her how she well, was. Well, I, th- I think he knew that that would break her heart more than you know someone being a no, dick to her. No, man. I think he. Yeah, I don't like, agree. With I that. think like I don't know. I think like Kevin had friends, and I think Kevin knew people. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It kind of seemed to me like he knew her before. Yeah, like I think he was friends with Kevin. I don't know. I mean, I think like ultimately, if he wanted to to make her feel better, reminding her that her son disabled him is not a great way to go with that. Oh, just like just yeah, he's. Like, no one gives a shit about her. So he's trying to show it, like, that he cares. Like, so she's like, yeah, just let her wallow in her own self, like, self-pity and, like, let everyone treat her like shit. Don't show any interest in, like, her as a person. Yeah. That's fair. You guys are going to talk about primary colors? No. Also, like... Shut up. All right. All, all, uh, all, I thought everyone that... in this movie was fucking terrible. Men and women. Like, like a woman punches her in the face. Yep. Straight up, <laughs> like early on, like her boss is an asshole. Like her boss is like sexually harassing another one of the employees at the Christmas yeah, party. And there's that one woman in the movie who is like awful to her little kid until he grows up and murders a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean she yeah, wasn't great really either. I actually, yeah, Primary Colors was a 1996 film starring Dennis Quaid as Bill Clinton. Somebody cut his mic. All right. The fantastic Hillary Clinton analog played by what's her name Emma Thompson. It was fantastic. What is going on? Did you just watch that or something? Is that not what we watched? All right. It's a wonderful send up of the Clinton era. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> Dude, for real, can we talk about the colors of this movie, please, though? Please? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Hey, what was that shit at the beginning? Do you know what that was? Yeah, that's a festival in Spain, right? I assume well, what, that's what is it? Tell me, tell me. It's about where it. you throw a bunch of fucking tomatoes at each other. I think that's pretty much the extent of it. Okay. It's also it was also some potent birth uh, imagery as well. Yeah, that's totally how it starts. Is, yep, that, and then them carrying her, in the Christ pose, because she suffered for her son's sins. There you go. She because she's tomato god. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the way. Not Corn Cop God? It's pretty much the grossest thing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> wait, really? Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin, wait. wait. There did you so watch Hard to Be a God? Yes, I did, but it was black and white. Oh, yeah, good point. So, so that could have been pudding. 
were you grossed out by all the like all the squishy, disgusting food that they're all squishing and slopping in like they're the whole movie? Oh yeah, like, it's so gross. He's like making squishy jelly sandwiches. Yeah, actually, I remember, oh, I remember I really... that they should just watch him make a sandwich and they'd know he was a psycho. Yeah, I, I like when he's a kid and he makes like he takes the like the bread with the sandwich, like the jelly, and he slams it on the table in front of her. Oh yeah, and the the egg, she fucking like trying to avoid somebody like ends up breaking a whole dozen of eggs and then still buys them and then goes home and cooks them and yeah. eats them. Yeah, Wait, did she, did she not break them? Again. Did someone else broke them, right? She broke them through her nervousness? That's what that was? Oh, I, I thought she did. I don't oh, know. Sure. I, don't think okay. it, I don't think it's specified. I thought she that lady, that lady was always showing up and punching her. I thought, like, fuck the fuck. I don't know. I, huh. I thought it because she was trying to, like, avoid somebody yeah, you're probably that right. she saw ended up. Yeah, I was thinking she what didn't want to get punched in the face again. What did you think of the Campbell soup cans, the tomato soup cans? Oh, yeah, I read about that. First of all, in the movie, I thought it was great, actually. Yeah. But um, I, I read that they did that because they couldn't get clearance from any product because of the subject matter. <laughs> wow. Nothing would let them use their product in the movie. Okay, so now we have to talk about colors. Wait, first, since okay. you talked about the sandwiches, I just wanted to say that... Uh, this film made me want to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I, I actually paused it and got up to go make one. Uh, but then I, for some reason, I don't remember why, but I ended up making an egg salad sandwich instead, which is even creepier. Did they have a bunch of shells in it? No, but the eggs were like not quite hard boiled, which, you know, is really good normally, but for egg salad, uh, it's not, and you just end up with like a bowl of eggy mayonnaise goo. Did you make this egg salad? Yep, and I ate it. Oh, uh, I can't recommend it to anyone, but uh, the the flavor was actually was actually pretty good. But um, what was your favorite it's, scene? It's um, uh, the relish. No, the jalapenos. Oh that was, yeah, that probably could save a sandwich. I mean, your sandwich. Overall, it's um, it's a bad way to make egg salad. And it was gross. And don't do it. Matt's just egg like, salad sandwiches, two stars. All right, what's like your teenage uh, what's... suicide? Don't do it. Good call. But what's your yes, sandwich for next week? Whose turn is it? Shut up. Hey, I have something to talk about that I wanted to bring up, but you said you want to talk about colors, but you still haven't, so you don't get to. Okay. Unless you want to talk about it now. I don't know where to start with these colors, man. I don't know where to start. Then so why much... did you bring it up? I just because I was stalling for time. Like, okay, so wait, no, you were actively nev- interrupting him. Like, oh, right. excuse me, I need to talk about these colors. Yeah, I'm not very good at it. Um, so she never wears red until shit happens. Yellow and blue, so much yellow and blue and red in this movie. Well, those make green seal. Oh, there you go. Uh, his room is blue. He wears blue and blue. He wears yellow shirts when he's a little kid, and he wears blue shirts. Uh, John C. Riley always wears blue. Tilda Swinton always wears yellow or blue. Um, Unless he's wearing hot dog, hot dog mustard. Yep. And there's always well, actually, that had red for the bun and yellow with blue in there. But uh, there's All right, always. I think you're so... reaching now. I don't think so. There's so much red. The the bee in the movie starts off with her in like a tomato bath. Well, she's covered in it. Right. And then you always see, watch this movie again, you always see like little red things in the background. They're always kids' toys, too. Like, mm, the, and the bear is red. Spattered everywhere. Always red stuff spattered everywhere. I don't know. There's a lot of color symbolism going on. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about it when he was a kid 
and she like plastered her wall with all of the old maps and like her room. And he was like, these maps are stupid. And she was like, oh, I just, you know, everybody needs their own room. We can make your room like, like you're like you. And then she like comes to find him like shooting like ink and red, I don't know, paint or whatever all over them. Well, you got, you left out a, like a key point there where she says, well, we, if you want, we can like design your room too, like something that fits your personality. No, I said that. I just didn't use the word personality. Yeah. You're... Also, the bull's the bullseye was red, yellow, blue. There's so much red, yellow, blue in this movie. But I'm that... turning it to a nine eleven truth. There, it's true. But the whole yeah. like fits your personality things. Like it's like personality. What's that? Like I think oh, yeah, you know I what I mean. One. Like I, yeah, I... he he kind of just had some standard like nihilism going on for his philosophy. I liked when we see that uh, reflection of that target in his eye, though. For a the red, the red, yellow, blue target. That was awesome. I liked that a lot. I only wish that they had played like. <laughs> That's what I mean. Sometimes it got a little, a little silly. Like it would, if it wasn't so sad the entire movie, it would have been funnier. What did you guys think of the extras uh, when she actually gets to the school? I thought the extras were bad. Yeah, I thought they were watching the Beatles. Right. Well, what what happened? I guess that's the point, right? That's this whole thing about fame. But like when they unlock the door and they're screaming at him, did they know that? He, obviously, they know he did it. Actually, I'm not sure about that. If that's like supposed to actually be interpreted, however, whatever. But like when they finally like they <laughs> saw through the door and they open it, and he comes out like looking sort of triumphant at first, like yeah, like it sounds like you hear a crowd cheering. Yeah. But I, I also thought that might have been kids that were still inside, like, screaming that right. you just hear when they open the doors. It plays with that, because it definitely plays, like, cheerleader noises. Cheerleader yeah, they noises. play Sounds of the Pep Rally yeah. throughout. Yeah, right. So when she... Actually, hold on. We'll get to the end, but... Um, also, Are the, you still the, stalling for time? No, I'm, I just saw my notes, actually. Uh, okay, so he <laughs> Is shoots... Is that what you were stalling for time for? Did possibly. You your notes? Uh, when he shoots arrows at the target in the backyard, they have yellow fletch fletching. When he sh- uh, the arrows he brings to to do this whole shooting are red. They have red fletching. Yeah, that has to be on purpose. Yeah, he designed them that way. Yeah. What you 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 expect him to have arrows with yellow fletching sticking out all those corpses? Yeah, maybe. So when she, when she goes back, let's just get to the end. When she goes back to the house after all this. What does she? What what is her mindset when she gets there? Yeah, she gets there, and her husband and her child have been there all day. I assume dead in the yard. Mm-hmm. Like, does she know that they're? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's happening that day? Like, she goes over to the school. She doesn't talk to John C. Riley or anything. I don't know. Well, actually, that is you know when that happened. That's when they played that message of right. her saying, she... "Let's get together without the kids." Yeah, she was calling. Oh, that was that day. Okay. She was calling him and he was probably dead already. Right. That was like right before somebody bursts into her office and says, Hey, your kid goes to Bliggity Blam Blam High School, right? Actually, uh, that just reminded me of the posters in her office. She was, what did she design? Like travel agency shit? Because she had posters with uh, different locations on, uh, uh, on, on the posters and the, her name at the bottom. I did not notice that. Yeah, those posters in her office had her name at the bottom. Like, she worked, the place she worked when she came out of the door, it said escape. 
And then that's uh, afterwards she goes and applies at a like uh, just a um, a travel agency office, like a little a little place that she was. I actually really like that. That um, while she was sitting there, the posters around like you just saw parts of the posters like it would say is for lovers like that was all that you saw of it or discover <laughs> like that's that's the only parts of the posters you saw. What was the Tampa one? That one made me laugh. Oh, I don't remember. So I pull it up. Tampa is for readers. <laughs> is somebody pulling it up? No. No. I'm looking. Okay. All right, Kevin's looking. All right, well, back to something that I was going to bring up before Dylan interrupted to stall for time. Um, I I read like some commenter said something about, hold on, let me stall for time. I don't remember what I was going to say. Tampa awaits. Tampa awaits. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. That, that made me laugh when I saw it the first time. Also, if I had to assign a verb to Tampa, that might be it. I don't know what the fuck else Tampa does. <laughs> I read uh, some commenter that was uh, somewhere, I forget, that was talking about, I think this person read the book. They brought up uh, a, a point that they said that they thought that, uh, apparently in the book, at the very end, after she talks to him and he says that he like doesn't know anymore, like why he did it or he's not sure anymore uh, when she asks him in, in jail, she leaves and then she finally loves him like that's expressed somehow that she loves him at that point. Well, like from what I just read the Wikipedia earlier, like he says he doesn't know. Then he gives the glass eye of his sister to the mom so she can bury it. Which is gross. Why did they let him take that into prison? I don't know. I don't know. He's probably hiding it somewhere. Kid prison. Ew. Yeah, I know. It's that's worse. I know. So he's still being an asshole. Yeah, but then they hug and she, she realizes that she loves him. Right. He um, also apologizes for her. Like, he said he's sorry. Well, uh, uh, somebody brought that up and they said that they thought that that was because... Actually, I don't remember what this commenter said. But the point that they brought up that I started thinking about was that they thought that he killed all those people because they... Or he killed the rest of the family at the very least because he wanted to create a situation where the two of them were like all that each other had. And I started thinking... Actually, it seems like everything that he does in the movie is kind of aimed at her. Like, yeah. like, cause John C. Riley, he does like, he just sort of like, he's pretending to be a kid when he's around John C. Riley and like anybody else, he's just kind well, of playing this part and then just around her and everything else he does. It's like, he is kind of, yeah, he, he's kind of struggling with her in some way. Like a sociopath. Yeah. Remember what he said to her when she hit, she threw him against the wall. He said that was the only honest thing you ever did. Yeah, and when she threw him against the wall, he just like had that broke-ass arm and just was staring up at her silently. That was creepy. And and he seemed to smile, I think. I think he smiled. That almost got a little too rough, though. 
I feel oh, like she is like the only person that he actually thinks of as a person. Oh, it's very edible. I mean, of course, right? Yeah, so edible. It's delicious. Edible, the delicious edible, edible egg. Shit, I forgot the first part of that. Did you uh, draw any uh, psycho parallels because of the uh, mother-son relationship? I didn't think about that, but I'm sure you could. I was thinking you could call this movie Socio. That's pretty good. Or just Path. <laughs> the Path. The Path. Um, yeah, so he he goes to the hospital. They do a great fake-out where the, where the nurse gets real close to the mom and says, you have a very brave boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they There's come home, there's a really home, bad ADR right before that too. That's that's true. That's true. Um, and then when they come home, he totally lies about it. Yeah, he does. Totally lies about this it. This is all the game that he's playing with her. He's a real Michigan J Frog. This kid. <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie obviously was funded by the British government. Oh, this I thought obviously... it was the anti-archery. Coalition. Yeah, yeah, this is brought to you by the NRA, the gun lobby. Please don't use crossbows are getting really cool in Alice. <laughs> Teach your kids to use guns instead. Yeah, guns, not crossbows. Are, They're uh, not are... allowed to use those at school. Hell no. Uh, no, but did uh, this movie was obviously very British, but it wasn't at all British. I was very surprised by it. Like, why do you think this is an American? Is the book, um, do you know the book's nationality? Um, yes. Would you share it with us? Uh, thank you for asking, Dylan. No problem. I'd love to. The book was produced by the country of America. <gasps> Did that answer your question? That would just be great. And now I'm hoping that I was hoping this would be like North Korean propaganda that's just designed to show how decadent the West is and how we can't raise our children. Well, isn't everything? I suppose doesn't you're right. everything we produce show how decadent the West is? I guess you're right, especially this North Korean propaganda I found. I've seen a lot of good stuff. So I give this movie four stars out of out six. Of... Okay. Um, what was your favorite scene, Kevin? I think the scene where she's like returning to her house. It's Halloween, and uh, that Buddy Holly song is playing, and like the kids all dressed up like monsters or like running around like, outside, yeah, like haunting her car. Actually, my favorite part of that scene was. The kids that cross in front of her car that don't seem menacing, but just seem like kids. Yeah. But like you kind of see it through her eyes of, I don't know. There's an aspect of like, why are these kids going around getting candy? Don't they know what life is? Yeah, I found it pretty scary. Oh, yeah, I loved I I mean, I didn't love it, but. It seemed like this movie did, had a very realistic portrayal of like PTSD, especially when she hunkers down and, and kind of the kids screaming for candy turn into just the kids screaming, you know, <laughs> the victims. Like I said, it seemed like the form of the movie served more than anything to sort of p- portray that mindset of thinking about a thing and not thinking about it all the time. It was very successful on that. So I actually question... the actually the um the first forty minutes like uh, that shit was difficult. And a- after exactly forty minutes, um, my internet went out. And uh, once I reset my modem and got back on Netflix, it started the movie over. And I was like, no! <laughs> can you? Can any of you guys ever see yourself watching this? Well, you watched it twice, Kevin. 
Yeah, I did. Good. Guy. Was it for the he podcast, or you like saw it a while ago? It's for the podcast. Jesus. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. No. It's a good movie. Not gonna watch it again. Okay, so this doesn't matter at all. Uh, but I was just curious. So, how did he kill? John C. Riley and the daughter. Did he shove them off the balcony first? Like, because they were obviously in their pajamas. I assume he shot the daughter. Then John C. Riley came running out, and they shot him twice. But so he didn't shove them off the thing. I, I assumed he like maybe shoved them off and then like used them for target practice or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why you thought that. That's weird. I don't know. He definitely yeah. shot them with arrows when they were on the ground, though. Like when they were already there. They were way far out, though. Were they? Okay. Yeah, you remember that shot of them like way out in the sprinklers and oh yeah i just couldn't tell how far out they were yeah they were near like the target that was a good sprinklers thing too by the way i don't like what that kid did no that little girl was nice doing something okay it stopped now it started oh shit that's me what is it doing it would sound like you're unwrapping a candy or something Uh... cooking a hamburger oh that sounds great Unwrapping a candy hamburger. Uh, Logan, what was your favorite scene? Oh, there's so the many great scenes. Hamburger scene. I don't know. Like, I really want to say the jelly just the jelly sandwich on the desk was pretty great. All, but a good runner-up is about is the her catching him masturbating and him just keep on going at it, turning around and smiling. Like angrily, he yeah. was like angrily masturbating at her. Yeah, what do you think the direction he was given for that scene? What does the script angrily say? Angrily masturbate at me. Okay, that's what I would have said if I was directing it. How was Tilda Swinton and Hail Caesar? I'm sure she was great. She's great in everything. She's pretty yeah. great. Which yeah. which role? Oh shit! Just more than one role. Yeah, you need to see that movie, man. I, I do need to. It's not out yet. What was your favorite scene, uh, Matt? Dylan. Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me stall for this for a second. I feel like I already talked about it. I just loved how this movie would like do fake out reveals. I, I think the 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 best the most emblematic of. Well, I think the one that you named was kind of the like... eye. Yeah, the little girl eye is the is definitely the yeah. That's probably my favorite. Okay. Scene. You like when he ate that fruit? Yeah. What the hell was that? That was a fruit. That was so weird. Was it a plantain? That wasn't a plantain. No. <laughs> Not at all. What plantains? Plantains are like fried. Was it a banana? Well, no. Bananas are too big. Plantains okay. are little, little things. Plantains, plantains are, like, are large... like little bananas. No, plantains are like large bananas. No, but I mean, like cut up, like you get at a Cuban restaurant. You know, that's it. Kind of looked like that. Like it had the deep fry, the frying going on. All right, that's very important. Did you guys like how he, um, his sister, handed him a soda that was in a yellow can, and then he said no, and then she handed him a soda that was in a red can. Yeah, he, he wanted the root beer. One of the red can root beer. Huh. He wanted to tap into the root of of humanity. All right. Here. So at the end of the movie, she it's kind of like hinted at, and it's hard to tell, uh, like Matt said, because this movie is playing with time a lot. But kind of the end of the story, she finishes painting. She fi- she finishes painting his room. She makes a room for him. Oh yeah. Right? Is that what happened? Did I did I miss that? Did I mess that up? No, that's what happened, right? Well, that was... It showed her, like, making up his room and then coming out of her house that she lives in 
after. Oh no, because she was painting the blue when the Mormons show up. She was painting upstairs blue room for sure. Yes, that's what I was wondering. So she was like making his bedroom in her new house. But I mean, that's like a symbolic thing, right? It's like saying like she's he's not dead to her. Like she he she's literally saying he has a room here. He well, you know he's this family. He's part of this family. Well, it's obviously symbolic, but was it also actually happening? I assume so. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything that happens that didn't actually happen. This so she did literally make his room in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed kind of empty. It's like just the base, you know, it's like the bed and the desk. And like, that's it. There's no virus CDs. Oh, that's a pretty cool hobby. I wonder if anyone actually did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't mention that. That uh, when she searches his room, the thing that she finds is a CD that says, I love you, like a burned disc. And then she puts it in her computer and it's a virus that says, You lose. Which would have been like, I mean, that's actually best case scenario. I was ready to, who God only knew, I was assuming much worse on that disc. (laughs) It just destroyed Uh, her computer. And all of the work computers. Yeah, it worked. I was wondering about that. (laughs) I'm sure it was just like an email from her home computer or something. I'm sure. Yeah. That thing you asked for is the subject line. Download. There you go. And I think that I love you. I think that was a real virus. I mean, I'm sure there was a virus named that. Oh, there was, but uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell when this took place. Well, he was a little kid playing in 64, so I'm going to say it's current day. Mm. Say present. Or 2011, or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad I finally saw day, this movie. Like, if he's 17 in present day, he wouldn't have been playing in Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's not really important, right? I don't know. She, gonna... She's using a, a 19th century baby carriage to push her baby in. Yeah, they're hipsters. Good point. Yeah. Hey, so why was he sitting at the head of the table? That's weird. Hey, do you buy Tilda Swinton and John C. Riley? Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay. All right. Um, all right. So we all agree that Kevin was uh, one of her personalities. And that's why John C. Riley seems weirded out by the by that kid that gets born. They do look creepy. Is is he modeling his appearance on her? I don't know. That got real weird. Uh, and he's always so shirtless. Oh, also, actually, both times uh, when when the children are conceived, she's looking over at the clock, and it goes from midnight to twelve oh one. Yep. That was weird. Yeah, why is their clock in their bedroom always twelve o'clock flashing? I the first time I don't I don't think it was flashing the first time. The second kid definitely it was. Yeah, it was for sure. It's weird. I gotta think about that some more. But I don't think that the second kid was was in her mind. <laughs> it's possible. Hey, wasn't that guy at the Christmas party an asshole? What a jerk. Yeah, did you guys get a Scoop McNary vibe from him at all? What is that? Oh. All right, great. Um, So, Dylan, what was your favorite scene? I already said. Great. Uh, Dylan, or no, who's picking the movie? I guess it would be me or Dylan. So it's... Let's have a mute off for it. All right, and go. Uh, next week is the uh, 49th episode. And when I say week, I probably mean month or quarter. Okay. So here's it's what we're been doing. quite a while since we put an episode out. Is that true? That's not true. That's been, that been like two weeks. No, it's been like a month, I think. Wait, what, what's the last one we did? Two weeks, I think. 
Well, we no, we went like a uh, a couple of weeks without recording, but the last episode that we did, it's been over a week since we recorded. Last okay, here's what we're doing. Logan, Tokyo Tribe. That's right. the last one. Yes. All right. Oh, no one cares Kevin. About this. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be Kevin's uh, pick or Dylan's pick. So Logan, you're gonna pick the next one, and then I'll have a something special for our fiftieth boys. Well, Kevin, are you ready to pick or? No, you won't. You don't get to pick, Dylan. I could pick one. Wait, Kevin just picked one. Did he? So. You picked this one. Oh no, I picked Duke of Burgundy. That's what he did. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what oh, I was man. thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's I Logan's picked... pick. Yeah. He's gonna pick Dylan. some piece of All shit right, let's or watch something. Nightbreed. All right, guys. Uh, it has been. Well, we're not even at that part yet. We could doing some of the thing. At this recording, it has been 17 days since our last post, and the next episode hasn't posted yet. So, yeah, we recorded Dope on March 23rd. We recorded Tokyo Tribe March 24th, and we recorded The Duke of Burgundy April 7th. I'm gonna Wait, cut all of that matter? out. Who cares? No, I'm just I saying care. it's probably gonna be almost a month between the last episode and the next episode that is posted. I'll allow it. Great. What are we doing? Alright, are we doing the part where we pick that movie or whatever? Or we well we need to pick hey guys, what have you been watching? Hey Logan, what oh yeah, fuck. Let's talk more. Damn it. Matt, what have you been watching recently? Why did you go to me? I was just saying, damn it, because we got to talk about that. Hey, Dylan, what have you been watching recently? Uh. Why did you go to him? Uh, He's stalling for everything. Go to Kevin. Kevin, Kevin what have you been watching, watching recently? Thanks for saving this, Kevin. Kevin? I saw The Jungle Book. Good. Oh, how, how was that? Was it? It's very good. Why? Awesome. Why is it good? Because it looks just like the cartoon, but it's like real life. Looks like CG garbage to me, Kev. No way. It's awesome. Go watch right. it. Go watch it right now. With your kids or something? Or like watch it like as a human adult, like going to a movie? Um, you can take my kids if you want to, I guess. All right, thanks. Would it help me enjoy it? Uh, no. Yeah, All right, no. we'll talk about Kevin while we're there. Don't whine and complain about shit. You know? uh, screw that. I get to watch it. I watched... Uh, I watched Brooklyn, so I watched all the Best Picture nominees this year for the first time in, like, forever. Count them off. Count them I'm off. I'm going to guess quick. what the Best Picture, in your opinion, was Spotlight? Absolutely. Just I need a sequel. It needs to be a franchise. Do the rundown right now. Okay, Spotlight well, was you, First, you have to get somebody to molest a bunch of kids. That shouldn't, shouldn't be too hard, right? <laughs> I guess so. ba 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 da ba 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 I rewatched Lady in the Water. That's that terrible rare... that you did that, but I'm... why? I'll probably that, watch that it rare motion picture that does everything wrong because Matt hadn't seen it, and I bought it so to make him watch it. Barf. So I guess I'll watch it sometime. Yeah, you better watch it. I'm not gonna talk about it though. Wait, so you I bought it to watch uh... with him, and then you saw it by yourself? Yeah, I think. I think so you're gonna you have to watch it, it again? No, I'll never watch it again. <laughs> Um, I watched The People vs. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Objection, that's a TV show. You guys are, are too young to remember all the weird-ass details about that case. But no, I'm not. You're not? Oh. Name one. Um, see if I remember it. That uh, the two prosecutors were, like, fooling around. Oh, I remember that. 
Okay. That Judge Lantito killed himself? Uh, Only once. What? Yeah. But yeah oh, you're too was... young to remember that, Dylan. <laughs> it's a very good TV show. Dancing Eatos? Is it really? It actually is really good. <laughs> Kev, I heard that it the secret to that show. Did you call him that... Kev? It, can I do that? I I'll allow it, I guess. Thank you. Does it feel I, weird I, to say Kevin now? It does now after <laughs> what we've been through together. I do not want to talk about Kevin. Uh, I someone said somewhere on a podcast that um, OG the OG show works because it was shot as a drama but cut as a comedy. I might be getting that backwards. <laughs> Um, I can't speak to that necessarily. Okay. But, uh, all the performances are pretty good, even John Travolta doing a weird thing. Yeah, he made it, right? Like, he's funding this thing, isn't he? I, I'm sure he's part of it. Um, so yeah, I would, I would recommend it. Say what? Nothing. Did you say that? Is this out in space? Nothing. I don't want him to sue me. Okay. Um, also, watch Catastrophe, if you can. Well, it's that. That's a really good uh, British sitcom that's on... Uh, Rob Delaney's um, in that, right? Yeah, Amazon Prime. It is there a left track? second season, but no. Okay. Is it a three-camera? Uh, right. No. I'm on board. Kevin likes TV shows where the main characters start out boning. Hey, it doesn't hurt. I can only think of two examples, but I still stick <laughs> And uh, I fi- I'm finally going to come down on the side of the Americans. I'm going to recommend it. Really? It's a very good show. Uh, I've been holding off because it's very like stressful to watch. <laughs> How deep in it are you? Um, I'm caught up. Okay, so, so How it's, deep it's is good? that? <laughs> <laughs> Season 4, episode 5. Oh, wow. That's so what it pans I out? It's to... worth watching all of it? Yeah. It's... Okay, sweet. I kept meaning to check out. I don't have it. And I watched about half of the new Kimmy Schmidt. Cool. Speaking of what I've been watching, I watched some of that. Someone else? I had Adult Swim on for the first time in a while, and I'm pretty sure that that show you like called Parasite was on, and it was okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's a really good show. (laughs) It was dubbed, so that was awkward, but I think Uh, it was was the first episode. They, like, fight a dog. Yeah, they fight, like, a parasite and have a dog. Did they still do Toonami? It was Toonami, I think. Yeah. You called it Adult Swim, so I wasn't sure. I think it was like a part of Toonami. Like, I think it's Adult Swim's Toonami, so they can show like mature-rated things now, I think. Animes and the whatnot. Anyway, the part I saw was pretty, seemed pretty cool, you know? Um, it's very creepy, but, it's, you know. It's a really good show. Like, Yeah, it seems all right. Oh, and I saw the first episode of Kimmy Schmidt. We'll talk about that next week. Wait, the first episode ever? The first episode nope. of the season? Nope, season. I have not seen the first season. season. The sex season. Wait, when are we going to talk about it next week? Because I got to watch more of it. But Wait, I have. Does that a... mean you're going to be back next week? Oh shit! I... Oh man, yeah, you got me. You've already said it. We've got it recorded. I can't believe I was here this week. I, I was just going to town like two hours ago. Oh yeah, Dylan, you can pick this week if you want. You've been the like the longest without picking. Yeah, no, I'm doing the I'm doing the fiftieth. I'm doing a big bonanza for the fiftieth. No, you're not. Nobody's picking yeah. anything for the fiftieth. Yep. Doing a special thing for that. Like a Easter special? I don't know. We Did Easter might, already happen? I we might do a commentary episode on a previous episode. Oh my god, on the first one? Jesus. I don't know. That'd Let's take good. a vote on which episode we're going to listen to and comment on. This one. 
Blue I is might... the warmest color. Of course, you know, if we do that, then we can't edit anything else. Can we do a different podcast? Sure. All right. That sounds better. Let's do that. Okay. Sounds great. I nominate This American Life. All right. Hey, let's do the one I love, because that one was three and a half hours long. Great. How did we do an episode that was three and a half hours long? We used to enjoy talking to each other. Now it's a chore. <laughs> but you know, if the episode was three and a half hours long, that means we talked for five, five hours. Five or six hours. <laughs> the amount of the, the length is directly proportional to how lonely we're feeling right now. Um, and, we, you know, I've, I've had some fun this weekend. I'm not feeling very lonely this time. Uh, and you're sick. That too. You're sick, Dylan. That's the way I meant that. I don't know how you took it. Hey, it's not me. It's my parents. It's society, man. This movie did make me feel real bad. I had a little sister. I still have one. And <laughs> you used to, but you shot her with an arrow. Yeah, that's shot her with um, I felt so bad about, like, you know, everyone's like a, a entitled brat when they're a little kid. Like and everybody's bad. a dick to their younger siblings, I assume. Always. Based on how my older sibling acted towards me. That cool guy? What's his name? Dick Steen Von Shitty Bitch. That's the show, folks. See you next week when we review a movie or something? I don't know. I guess so. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Seriously, guys? Seriously? What, what Logan? What has Logan been watching? Oh, Logan, what have you been oh, watching? Oh, Logan! Thanks, Kevin! Yay, we did it! Logan, what have you Woo! been watching? I now watched... we're done. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I watched, started watching this show called Ajin. It's an anime that's on Netflix, the Netflix original, about people who can't die. And they're called Ajin, Demi-Humans. It's pretty good, but everyone's an asshole. Like, every, all the characters are assholes. They're like, yeah, I'll start rooting for this guy. It's like, oh, he's an awful person. It's like, oh, maybe these guys are the good guys. Nope, they're freaking awful, too. My main character, it's pretty awful, too. Like, everyone's just awful. Logan, are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good show so far. I'm on episode six. Cool. But hey, let's pick that movie or whatever. Who's going to pick? Is it going to be Dylan? Do you want to pick? Or do you want me to pick? I need some preparation for my pick, so I'm going to need two weeks for it. Okay, you can pick the 51st episode, then. Sweet. Logan? Entertainment. No. Wait, how do we watch it? Because I want to watch that already, but how? It's on the Netflix. Yeah! Alright. Cool. Is this a downer movie again? Is it like a super serious film? Can we just Has have like a fun light comedy? movie? No, but that movie looks sad as shit too. Well, it is, but it's kind of good. Genres. Comedies, dark comedies, and dramas. That's <sighs> the genre. Do you know who Neil Hamburger is? Yes. yes. It follows Neil Hamburger. Okay. Yeah. Watch that. Starring Greg Turkington, John C. Riley, and Ty Sheridan. This movie is deadpan. Okay, I'm fine with it now. I'm I've changed my mind. Has anybody else seen the comedy? Nope. Is it the comedy? I thought it was comedians. I thought the comedy was a Charlie Chaplin film. Alright, there's two different entertainments on Netflix apparently too, so Wait. Yeah, there's <laughs> Hold on. There's one that's entertainment with Neil Hamburger. That's 2015 film about a washed-up comic. There's another entertainment which is a, an underdog failing to learn, failing at life learns that he's not the son of a millionaire. Yeah, let's watch that one. Don't watch that one. 
Let's watch both. Let's do a double episode. Close your eyes and then touch your iPad until you pick one of them. And then watch that one. Apparently this other one, like one of the main characters is a dog and it goes in animated stuff. Alright, I'm watching that. I mean, we can watch both of them if you want. Dual episode. So anyways, the comedy was pretty good. I'm surprised you didn't watch that, Dylan. Because it's yeah. got two of your favorite two people in it. Greg Turkington. Nope. Yeah, no, I know. It's about 30-something aging hipsters that are assholes to each other. And yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It might, it might hit a little too close to home for you, right, Dylan? Uh, might be right. <laughs> Wait, I already talked about you? Kevin. Uh, I'm not 30. Yeah, we're 30. He's not. 38. You're old enough. Uh, You're old so... enough to feel shitty about what you've done with your life. Oh, for sure. Definitely old enough. I got some regrets in my day. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, this we did this we did everything I think I'm going in the mental checklist yes we did all the things all right now it's time oh, to talk about Kevin for real Kevin we forgot to stall oh shit okay all right so now we can say good night everybody wait Dylan was gonna say something Kevin what Dylan was gonna say Kevin you're okay. bad you're doing a bad thing I agree. Thanks. You Good night. I love you. Feel ba- Good night. Good night, you Good night everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Man, you gotta check out this movie I seen already. And spoilers for the uh, upcoming 50th. Um, if you haven't seen Green Room yet and it's showing in your town, you might want to go ahead and watch it just in case it's gone by the time that episode comes on. Not saying that's what we're going to talk about, but I guess I did say that. So good night. I mean, everybody has a moment when you realize you have a power and it's like bad stuff happened, but then you move on and then you harness that power to kill others. My power is to play piano sort of okay. Wait, is this like how when a kid sits at a piano and they sort of make a tune? Yeah, let's just say I'm more Jill Valentine than Chris Redfield. Some of you guys will get that. Let's all say that. Let's go around and each of us say that. All right, Dylan is more... Jill Valentine than Chris Ripfield. Kevin? Agreed. I stopped. You said you, you lose, and then I stopped recording. Right. So you guys said that. YOLO. YOLOs. You guys like that? You like when we say YOLO? Don't. I, I like it when that. it's shouted. That's young and cool. Speaking of Kimmy Schmidt, have you guys watched the third episode? No. I have. A guy says that in the... He shouts it. Yeah, he's I'm, young. I'm already seeing some problems with this season. It's it's feeling... Not feminist enough? There you go. No, it's feeling very... Great? Yeah, it's Tina Fey... You can tell that Netflix is not giving Tina Fey any direction. Or Robert Carlock. Because well, it just turns into like... silly as shit? It's sitcomier than ever. We'll talk about it later. I need to see more of the show. I still Wait, like why it. why are we not talking about it now? Well, because I've only seen the first episode. I'm about to All binge right, it. Like, we'll just talk tonight. about it now. It's not being recorded as far as you Great. know. So just <laughs> talk about it here.
Now, All right, just just to make sure, let me scratch my beard a little bit. Great. Do some annoying things. Wait. Well, okay. Well, Thirty Rock was always the right. same with The Simpsons. It was always like a joke machine. Like you don't really care about the plots, right? You care about the clips. Uh, no, the plots were good sometimes, though. It, yeah, uh, sometimes. All, all the stories tied together. But in this show, I mean, it's it's even more. It's like you're taking even more layers off. It, most of it is just them sitting in their house quipping at each other, which is fine because they're very funny. But I don't know. I feel like um, it's just I can't quite put my finger on the flaws of this. The, is it the, because it, you're unhappy in your life right now? It could be that. Could be. And I find the little know. I find little cracks in everything now. I don't know if it's flaws or just. Uh, it's so weird and different than. Well, I don't think it's very different. It just—it's. I think the scripts now, I feel like they're getting less polished. I feel like they're. Um, they just seem really silly and packed with one-liners. And I, yeah, I like it seems that. it seems much more sitcomier than I remember it being. I guess. Hey, I got a question. I was just thinking about this recently. Was there anything that bugged you about Thirty Rock? I still haven't seen the last season, and yes, the, some of the similar problems. You should uh, watch last season. I know I should. Why haven't you? It's on We've Netflix. We've been over this because once I watch it, there will be no more Thirty Rock for you. You're so me stupid. To watch. watch everything but the last episode, though. Right now, there's it's hermetically sealed. Like this, this new vintage oh, you're Thirty so Rock. Dumb. You're so wrong and dumb, <laughs> and the things you think are stupid. All right. But uh, glad I, no one's recording this. Yeah, me too. Um, I was just thinking about this recently, though. Um, Thirty Rock. There's a couple of things that bug me like persistently. Like what? I mean, there's a few things throughout the series that I was like, that's really dumb. And I wish that there wasn't this one thing in the show that makes it bad. But well, sometimes there's... like there's there, it's it's when you give. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just, it's it's it happens a lot, like on the Gilmore Girls and Seinfeld. When a show has yeah, a does. very clear style. Shut up. When a show has a very clear style and you make actors that aren't a part of the main cast like act in that style sometimes it can feel kind of it can take you out a little bit uh-huh. like when every character is kind of acting the same I'm fine, yeah, I'm hey guys i'm gonna go also i'm gonna be going to new york what the 20- right. it's time for the first loganless podcast just so you know let's talk about a play okay uh, the week he's gone matt and i will read our 30 rock script great oh yeah we wrote a 30 rock spec script oh boy all right and like recently and then, no, a long time ago, okay. and then as a joke, I converted it into a scrub script. Oh, God. <laughs> like inserting a bunch of scrubs jokes. See, I, I'm, I'm blessed to not even know what that means, you know. It was <laughs> really funny in that it was sort of making fun of scrubs. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll catch you later. All right. Also, later. Dylan, thank you for saving my life. No problem. You owe me a life debt, a Wookiee Wait, life debt. What happened? I got to uh, hear this. Af- after you and Joey left. I got really, really sick. Like I started shaking. He he faded real fast, like yeah. instantly. And like instantly. My, all the blood left my like my face. My eyes went bloodshot. Because we left? No, like after, like right after you left. Not because the sadness you left, in your heart. The sadness. But, but I was, was getting sick, and like Dylan was the only one there. Like when I like it really hit me hard, and Dylan went got me like some water and like uh, Gatorade and medicine. And I kissed you on the forehead, and I said it's gonna be all right. And then I, like, I was at a, no, I had a the next day I had a hundred degree fever. Yeah. Why was I coming fuck? up with like, like 97.9? You were burning up and, and you wanted me to turn the air up to like 85. Like no, no, joke. I did. After you left, I turned it Jesus up to Christ. three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it happened what? so fast. Like it's as soon as you guys left, it was, uh, yeah. I'm just glad that I didn't, I waited to leave because that would have been shit. Yeah. For you. 
Yeah, it was... here's my theory that Jamie's a witch. <laughs> She's not sick, and we all of us are. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm not sick though. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm a witch. Kevin. Yeah, you could have texted yes. me. I didn't want to bug you. I didn't want to bug you. He just I... wants you to feel bad that knowing that you couldn't have helped him. Maybe I was thinking about texting you because I knew somehow that you were sick. Because I cursed you with the illness without realizing it. I challenged that. Oh, uh, no, I totally did. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Shuffle All right, your card back into the deck. Will do. I'm going to go, guys. I'll catch you later. Logan, have a safe trip, dude. Send All us right, pictures and shit. Um, Everybody shoot. say bye for the recording. Okay. Bye for the bye. recording. Good night. Logan, you, uh, take, show me pictures. I want pictures of the fucking arcades. I want, I want, I want to see pics. Logan's gone. Oh, man. He died of his Shit. illness. He died of his illness from all the talking. Ah, I hope he didn't really die now, because I laughed after I said he was dead, and this is being recorded. Yeah. So you're not sad that you might have killed your friend with your words. You're sad that you could be caught for it. Well, I mean, I'd definitely be sad that I killed my friend with my words, but at the same time, that's kind of exciting, right? Kevin, we need to talk about Matt.